What's good? What's good? What's good, everyone? We're back. We're back. Come through the podcast, season four, episode three, man. It's your boy Cool Maldi alongside my man. It's just Jar. My man Tone, he had to handle something, so Tone won't be here tonight. Um, we got a special guest here with us today, man. I'm talking about a real, real special guest, man. I mean, an entrepreneur that took his craft to a to another level, man. And we got we got the uh got the haircutting shops here in Salisbury. Crofton. We even got one in Georgia, man. He even got that barbershop on wheels, man. Y'all give it up, man, for our man Dorian, man, the groomer. What's up, man? What up, what up? Thanks Glad to have you, my brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for being here. How's everything going with you, man? Good, man. I'm staying busy. Of course, my schedule is hectic, but I love it. You know, I put a lot of passion and pride into what I do, so I know it's only going to pour out into a positive thing, so I love it. How long, how long have you been um, cutting hair? Um, I first picked up a pair of clippers when I was 13. I'm 44 now, so Jeez. 30 years. Um, I've been licensed professionally for 10 years. I'm a master barber. Um, so that's the highest you can go as far as being a barber, but that don't limit yourself because I can open up schools and teach classes and do other things with it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always been a passion of mine. Never went to a barbershop to get my hair cut. Really? Uh, my dad used to cut my hair in the kitchen. Yeah, my papa used to do that when I was little, man. Yeah. He, he would mess me up, though. I had a ball, and I'd be like, I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, me and my brother, we used to, you know, get our hair cut in the kitchen. And, and I don't know, I remember it was the summer. Um, you know how you get older and you start to look at yourself yeah. different? Yeah. And it was like, I need my hair cut. And my dad wasn't home. And I went in the bathroom. Got the clippers, one pair of clippers, and I practiced my movement looking in the mirror, and ever since then did it. Then, yep. Hey, so what makes um <clears throat> for all the viewers out there that are striving to be a master barber? You mm-hmm. know, what are the steps? What you got to go through? Does it take time? Does it take schooling? Does yeah. it take you know what steps you got to go through in order to achieve that? It's different. It's different ways you can go about it. You can either do an apprenticeship, which is getting your license underneath a master barber, working in the shop. Okay. There are no barber schools here on okay. the shore at all. I will have mine. Right. I'll let y'all know that now. Right. For sure. Um, then, or you can go to barber school, complete a certain amount of hours. You know how they have the Del Marble Beauty Academy here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have that for barbers, but it's none around here. So you can either go to school, get your license. That way you, you go to school, get your hours, go take the test, become licensed. Right. And then after you hold your journeyman license, which is your regular barber license for 15 months, then you can apply for your master barber license, basically taking another test. Oh, okay. So so after you get your hours completed, doing an apprenticeship or your schooling hours, you go and take two tests. You take a theory and a practical. All right. Theory is 100 questions. You at least got to get a 70%. And your practical, you do a hands-on. You do different techniques. You got to do the straight razor shave. You got to do a um, like a rod set on a mannequin. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Nobody taught me this. So you just off the whim. Literally, I can break down how how it happened. Well, go ahead and break it down for us. (laughs) So being there, no barber schools here. I did an apprenticeship um, underneath of a lady in Berlin. Okay. Now, I went in and talked to her, and I was a correction officer for 12 and a half years in Snow Hill. Yep. So I um, did my hour. Well, I talked to her. She didn't know anything about an apprenticeship program. 
she was a master barber. She had two other female barbers in her shop. But she never knew anything about. Mm -mm. Wow. So, but she didn't want me to work in her shop. What? She didn't want me to work in her shop. Okay. 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 So, she was like, "But I'll do anything to help you. Just get your, you know, I'll I'll help you do this, that, and the third. All right, cool." She said, "But you're not going to pass the test because you need to have." Certain materials, this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna pass it. She's like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm like, all right, cool. She's like, but I'll help you. I'll, I'll do anything for you. All right, all right, cool. Got all my paperwork together, did my hours, and did like a little shortcut because you can do up to sixty hours a week, mm -hmm. no less than thirty hours a week. Okay. And okay. you need twenty two hundred and fifty hours to complete the barber apprenticeship program. Oof. So for how long? I mean, was that a time frame? No, or you just add just up the period. hours. Okay. So I'm period. writing 60 hours every week. Okay. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not working in their shop. I did 60 hours every week. So it took me like 10 months because 60 hours times four weeks. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You know, I got you. you it adds up to 2250. Right, okay. But the thing was, I was, I was 200 hours shy of the 2250. State board sent me a letter saying I was eligible to take my test. And I'm like, no, nah, this ain't right. Something's not right. Right. Added it up. Got my mom added up. My dad was at, like, we kept coming up with the same number. But it's like, no, nah, it's, it's not right. So my mom was like, stop questioning it. God telling you you're ready. That's All deep. right. That's deep. Now, in the back of my mind, they're going to find out. Nah, I submitted everything. Now, I never told the lady that I was submitting it because she didn't know it was finished. You know what I'm saying? Like the lady right. that was doing the hour that said I couldn't do it. Submitted everything. State board said, okay, you can set your date. So I'm like, damn, this deal is going through. Set my testing date. Now all I had was one book to study from. Went and took my practical first. I mean, my, my theory first. Passed that the first time. Then I was eligible to take my hands-on. Passed that the first time. Mm. Then I went back and told the lady, thank you for what you did. Here's a two hundred dollar gift card. I appreciate you. Damn. She was like, "What is, what is this for? How how did you get these?" I'm like, "I passed the test." She was like, "What did you do? How did you?" I passed the test. Passed the test. So, from then on, and I was telling people I was working with at the time, like, if I get my license, I'm not gonna be here long, because I always had a vision of me doing this. That's that's dope, man. And I and I wrote it down. So, in the process of doing that, when you were the uh, CEO, correction officer, mm -hmm. right? When and what time did you? I know, like after you went through past all the tests, but when you started working there, when was that that click, the idea? Like, this is it. This, yeah, this is it. This I'm done with. I'm done with when, this. When when I when I went to my first hair show in 2007, I okay. went to Brown and Brothers Hair Show 2007. Just before I got my license, though. Okay. Cause I used to be ashamed to tell people I wanted to be a barber, cause nobody looked at it as a Esteemed profession. Right. right. Everybody here, doctor, lawyer, teacher, whatever. I'm like, nope, I want to be a barber. When I went to that hair show, I was in the room with ten to 15,000 people that thought about hair like I did. Right. So that helped me. Right. Coming back from the hair show, me and my, my best friend, Troy, we're coming back. I'm like, bro, once I get my license, six months, I'm gone. That's right. When I was able to get my license, at, when I was driving, because he was my model, and everything, when I went to go take the test, coming back, I said, bro, I'm about to put my two weeks in. He was like, for real? Yeah. I said, I'm going to give it six months. Now, in the meantime, I had a little jump off behind my mom and dad's house. I got a shed, 
that was hooked up, had basketball jerseys hanging in there. That's my little shop. Right, right. So I was going there when I get off of work, and I'm like, man, I can do this for a living. Yeah. Six months after I got my um, my license, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do both. I'm going to work at the jail, and I'm going to work at my shop. In the meantime, let me rewind. When stuff happens to you effortlessly, mm-hmm. it's meant. That's, no, that's fact. I didn't have to, like, literally, like, the first shop I had in Berlin, the gentleman that had it, um, his son-in-law and his daughter took over his, all of his property. I was the one that they reached out to if I wanted to take over the shop. I didn't have to put no work in to get it. All of this stuff was happening right in a row as I was getting my license. Right. So when I was able to open up that shop, mm-hmm. that's when I put my, my, I said for six months, I'm going to do both. I opened my shop in Berlin, and I was still being a correction officer. So I had no days off for six months because my Describe days off it. that fell, yep. then when my when my schedule fell off, I was working in the shop. Right. You know what I mean? So I was just, it was straight grind mode for six months. Right. When April came, April 2nd. Of, oh, of 2012. 2012. 2012. Like I said, my first show was 07. 07. That's okay. when I was like, I know I'm going to you know, do okay, it. So gotcha. later, that's when I was able to get my my hours and everything. So 2012, April 2nd, took my note into work. I choked up. I said, nah, I ain't going to do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Got home later that night. I'm like, why didn't I do it? I got to work the next day. I kept my note in my pocket. Inmate came out. I was I was I patted him down and sent him to a visit. He came back up and it was to the point I could not stand being in the building. I I the job was cool, like it's all in how you carry yourself being a correctional officer. So I had no right. issues with the inmate. Right. It was just everything around it. Everything around it. it the energy was getting bad. Mm-hmm. Inmate came back up. He looked at me and said, Parnell, you know what? I don't know what it is you're supposed to be doing, but it's not here. This is a random inmate that told me this. So you know what? I appreciate that. Patted him down, put it back in. I called my sergeant to relieve me. Went up front and took him my note. That's when I gave my two weeks. And when I talked to, you remember Gary Mumford? He was the warden at the jail, but he passed away a few years ago. Wow. Well, I was talking to him, and he's like, you know what? I support you. He said, I know this has been your passion, you know, between doing this and coaching kids basketball and all that kind of stuff. He said, I know this is your passion. He said, go for it. All right, cool. And literally, I put my two weeks in. When I left on my my last day, it literally was like a weight lifted. lifted. Yes, I can't I can't I can't even put it into words, bro. Like now, the test was the first day of me being a barber full time. Now, mind you, that whole six months I was rocking. You know what I'm saying? I'm the only barber in Berlin. People coming every day, like schedule. Like I wasn't taking appointments then, but you know. I'm staying in the shop late. Right, yeah. My first day of being a barber full-time on a Friday. Oh, my goodness. How many people do you think came in? At least about, say, 30. Uh-uh. Remember, it's a test. It's a test. So how, many think, how many people do you think came in? About five. Ten. Ten. Nope. One. Nope. None. What? On a Friday. On a Friday? On a Friday. My first full day of being a barber, nobody came in. Did you get, like... Felt like kind of defeated or? I was not defeated. I was confused. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, any other Friday, and now that people know I'm here, 
but I'm, I'm quick to react, you know what I'm saying, okay. without overreacting. Right. So I thought to myself, like, all right, I know it's a test. Tomorrow, I, somebody got to be in here. And I've never been the type to really, like, put myself out there to be like, hey, come here, get a haircut. I've never done that. Right. Never. That, I felt I didn't have to because I felt that. The talent is going to speak for itself. Yep. Yeah, I don't, you, you don't have to speak loud. You cut so and so, so and so going. Yo, where you get that? Yeah, 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 you know yeah. I mean? it's, it's a yeah. snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. you know yeah, what I'm saying. And and literally through all of my career barbering, that's yeah, I promote on Instagram, but people tell me I need to post more. <laughs> I don't post that much. Right. I know barbers that post two or three times a day, but it can become redundant. You right. know what I'm saying? Like like I I know when to attack it. And that's just how I move. I move really strategically. So, right. And man, it's been a snowball effect, man. Everything just been happening. And literally everything that I wrote down, I said I was going to work on a movie set. I said I was going to work for a major production. I said I was going to cut celebrities. I said I was going to do it. And it's, and it's happened. So, what, what, what celebrities have you cut, if you don't mind? Oh, no, no, you're good. You um, let me see. I cut a lot of musicians. Okay. Um, gospel artists. Um, I had a certain target that I was going after. I said, I need people that need to look good in front of the camera. That's right. I'm not worrying about athletes. No. Now, I, I cut a particular athlete's brother right now. Okay. Um, but it's it's not like, you know, they don't, if you look, you can look on TV, they're not worrying about. No. You know what I'm saying? So, KD Kevin, show you that. KD, Kevin <laughs> Morales, <laughs> goddamn, bro. Hey, KD, KD you, that, if we bro. ever get on the show, I hope you don't ever hear this. Bro, but listen. Now, he need bro. to hear it. He needs yeah. to hear it, bro. That shit but, is ridiculous, <laughs> man. God. <laughs> but I, I, I cut a lot of gospel artists. Um, I cut a few actors. Um, Lance Gross, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. That's dope. Um, a lot of guys that I cut now, um, like, they are producers of mainstream artists. Mm -hmm. um, and they come on a regular basis up at my other shop. Um, this, I've cut, uh, let me see. Well, I've cut on a few movie sets. So Let's I cut Tank. Um, uh, cool. I cut the dude Mike. Um, you know, the guy be on Country Wayne video. The big dude with Mike. Mike, Mike. yeah, yeah. I cut him before I cut. Um, they were, him and Tank was on the same movie set. Okay. Um, it's a lot of, lot of different actors that were coming up and now that I see them, like, oh, it's not, you know, you know, yeah, somebody yeah. cut, whatever, but they don't get it twisted. They not paying what people think. What? No, 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 no. They want to pay you with tickets and perks and things like that. Nah, nah. That's not paying. Need, nah. Like, <laughs> well, Otis said we need that quiet, man. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. That quiet, man. right. Like when I, when I cut JD, Jermaine Dupree, um, that was like a spur of the moment thing. He was in DC and Another barber in the shop that I was working at at the time had got offered to cut him, and he was like, "No, no, no, get D to do it because D know how to be around them." You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't want to be around people that are groupies, or you know what I'm saying? They want people that that can that's gonna make them feel right. normal, right? So JD was doing a concert. You remember when he had the the kids when he was he was promoting the kids and oh, stuff? Oh yeah, remember that yeah, show yeah. that he had? Yeah. Uh, um, I can't remember, I can't but he I can't remember I know what the show was. Yeah. So he they they were performing at Constitution Hall in DC. Okay. So I had to go there and cut him. And all I got was a bald head, goatee, and paid me $150. But he was like, yo, you know, you want to stay with the concert? But I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, no, you can stay back here in the back. I'm good. Gated. You know what I'm saying? And his dude that was with him was like, yo, you, you don't you don't want to stay with the concert? No, nah, first of all, it's kids. You know what I'm saying? And I'm good. I'm here to work. 
That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I done did what I'm supposed to do. You straight, I'm gone. Like, I ain't, I ain't got to be here, party, kick it with you, nothing like that. But that was remembered because now my main guy, Corey, um, he's from Eastern Shore, Virginia, Corey, uh, Corey Finney. He cut Jermaine on a regular basis down in Atlanta. Okay. So, and uh, it snowballed for Corey to get a lot of, not saying I'm the reason for him doing that, but. I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's, it's connections. It's connections. That's, that's, that's what it's all that's about. That's, you know that's what I mean? the biggest thing, too. Yeah. Man. Like, if I know somebody that can benefit y'all, or that y'all can benefit from, I got I to gotta let them know about y'all. Right. That's dope. That's you know, dope. and people are, like, holding stuff in. Like, nah, like, nah, everybody should be able to eat. This table big enough for everybody to eat off of. Right. You know right. the crazy part? You rarely find people like you like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to just keep it on. Yeah, no. I'm going to just true. keep it a bean. In this area, nah, you, you, mm-mm. They might say it and make it sound nah, good. <laughs> you I know would, what I mean? I would, I would break my neck to to make sure everybody's straight. And people that are affiliated with me, they'll tell you the same thing. Like, yeah, and I, yeah. I just I just feel like, man, like you like to me, you are really like the blueprint for barbers, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you went through your struggle mm-hmm. and everything that you said you wanted to do, you you wrote down and you went after yep. it. You know what I mean? And I I was a pioneer of a lot of stuff around here. They might not want to say it, but they know. I told right. you, listen, <laughs> you're not going to get props like that right here. <laughs> nah, and it's cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, but they know. Honest. Like, like I was the first to do the appointment thing. Like, people thought their bar was first. Man, I, ain't no, I ain't making no appointment to get a haircut. That's cool. You'll wait. You know what right. I'm saying? But then your clients will get trained and everybody else is, you know, oh, man, you can't go to him because you got to make an appointment. Make an appointment. That's all you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my time is valuable, and I value your time. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the whole reason for an appointment. I want you to be able to come in, get out. Nobody wants to spend five hours in the barbershop. Them, them times are done. No, right. real, the only reason why you're gonna stay is if you want to stay here and chop it up. But your chop service has already been done. Chop it up. Mm-hmm. So is it so is it a difference on cutting a regular person and cutting a celebrity? Like mm, I know not, you not say you me. don't. Yeah, I know you say you don't. It don't phase my, you. My regular people, my celebrities. You gonna tell you why? Because they like pay my that. bills. I like that. I like that. They're paying my bills. I got people that come every week, every other week. They're my celebrities. I can't do what I do without them. A celebrity A-list clientele, you're going to meet up with them, what, once a month? If that, yeah. If that, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, unless, like I was saying, my man Corey. Because they stay traveling all the time. Right. Now, he cuts JD every week. He's getting, or twice a week, he's getting $150 every time he do it. So that's about $300 a week, you know what I mean, that he's getting from just him. got to get cut twice a week. Right. (laughs) Now, not saying he pay on time, but you know what I'm saying? You build the invoice up. You got to get cut twice a week. Hey, but you got to think, though, bro. If you had it like that, you probably. He probably just doing every day. Because he wants to stay fresh, though. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. It goes to him. Yeah, I get it. It goes to him. Right, and it's a difference, too, because if you got a bald head, for real, it's different versus if you got hair or fade. Like me, I'm not, even if I had bread, I'm still only going to get my hair cut every other week. Right. Because exactly. I don't want my hairline pushed back. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure my I'm woofing my jaw. Right. You know what I mean? Right. All of that. So it's a, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot that, that go on behind the scenes with barbering, man, that we as barbers can all talk. Um, but I like making it known for the clients too. Like, so everybody can understand where we're coming from. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, right. It's a, it's, we, our value went up since COVID. Oh, yeah. Because we got shut down for like two months. Like, we weren't allowed to come in shops. We weren't, you know, because they said we weren't essential. But. Is that the time that 
You got, got your, got, got yes, your mobile. That's when that's when <laughs> that's when the thinking cap had to go on, and you know had to so, had to make that happen. So when you uh, so when you first got your mobile shot, right? Mm-hmm. I knew what was your mind frame? What was your thing? Because I knew you was like, like, dang, man, it was you know a, what I mean? I've really done this. It was you know an what accident. Mean? It was accident. I can say it was an accident. All right, I, I I was having a conversation with with a family member of mine, and. Um, he was, you know, he was like, bro, like, you know, what you going to do? You know, how's everything going? Blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm like, man, that's crazy, man. Like, they shut us down. We can't do nothing. He was like, so what, what you going to do? And I was like, man, I've been actually looking at these vans. Right. And, I'm thinking about, and I was saying it as a joke, but I'm like, you know. And he was like, for real? I'm like, yeah. Let me know what you see. All right. I left it alone. So I'm flirting with the idea, just saying, like, damn, you know what? Start Googling and seeing, like, man, this this can really pop off. Like, they're not going to shut me down again. And my cousin hit me back and was like, hey, what you see? And not knowing at the time that they were going to help me out with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like, well, I seen this and I seen that. And, he was, and when he started pressuring it, I'm like, oh, well, it's about to be real now. Oh, so, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, song. and man, he, we chopped it up, came up with some stuff, and I'm like, I'll be the first to have this. And now, like, I either use it as a exhibit, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah, we definitely got to get a peek of that joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, show. man. Like, we, just today, I'm riding down the street, and I was at the light, and the lady was looking. Hey, you got a card? You got a card? I'm like, nah, like, my information's on the van, though. She was like, well, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not this. Can you call my phone? Like, yeah. So I called her phone, and, you know, Want to know what the prices were and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh my god, I like you know. And the thing is, I knew I would win with it because nobody wanted to be around a lot of people with the whole COVID thing. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, you come in the van, you get sanitized, we got masks, blah blah blah. They feel safe in that space. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'll just say, in the other area across the bridge, like pulling up the people, it's like a status quo for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, my barber yeah. pull up to my driveway yeah, and yeah. cut my hair. Yeah, I sure do. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And, and Yo, I can, my barber part, I can go get my joint right now. I ain't even got, you know what I mean? <laughs> but <Right>. but <laughs> my services are worthy enough. You yep, know what I mean? Right. Don't try to shortcut me. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, they know. Don't yeah, try to shortcut me. Game. You know what I mean? My services are, are worthy. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? No doubt. Like, they, you, I mean, it's one thing having the convenience, but. You got to pay. You got to pay. You got to pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, once again, it's it's about that, my time. Like, That's right. inconvenience is the biggest thing. If you if you get milk from Royal Farms, you get a gallon of milk from Royal Farms compared to Food Line, it's going to cost more in Royal Farms because that's a convenience store. Right, right, right. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And so people like, pay for convenience. They're going to be open, yeah. People pay for convenience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get your toothpaste from Royal Farms. Compa- oh, yeah. You're going to you pay, you gonna pay you double. I mean? Might pay $5. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what? Right. Walmart, right. Walmart closed at 1245 Thank in the morning. You, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. So <laughs> it's, it's, that goes with anything that we do. We got we to gotta recognize, you know, when we start treating time like money or treat money no, we got to treat our time like, you know, we can't treat time like money because we spend money. That's right. Right. We got to start value. We got to we got to start valuing it, you know what I'm saying? Because if not, bro, like you're spending your wheels, the next thing you know, you're saying coulda, shoulda, woulda, and you didn't 3 years gone by. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you had every possibility mm-hmm. to do what you wanted to do back then, 
but life mm-hmm. got in the way and you just didn't do it. Now you pass the right. time away. You know that's what I'm right. saying? So I like I believe in seizing the moment, man. Like making things happen. And that's and I think that's 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 very important, man, because like your that's your profession. That's how mm-hmm. you eat. That's how you feed your family. Mm-hmm. So don't 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 bullshit me. Mm-mm. My nah. prices are my prices. Right. Yeah. And if you're my client, let's get it. Yeah. If if you don't feel that you know. I'm being fair. Mm-hmm. It's a That's lot of other cool. barbers out right. here. Right, and I, and I direct you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's somebody that can take care of you, but I don't base my price on your budget. I base it on my my talent. That's right. And the years in the game I got into right. this, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the the bad part is, and I try to get everybody to look at look at worth in this in this way. So, if you're working a job and you're getting paid 15 bucks an hour, right? Typically, you know, you hear fifteen dollars an hour. That's you know, good good paying job or whatever. <clears throat> but if you look in the mirror, and if you break down that fifteen dollars per hour, you're worth more than fifteen dollars per hour. Sure, of course, because that fifteen is turned into twelve after taxes and everything else. Mm-hmm. Maybe so eleven. I'm, right. So I'm giving you <laughs> a ten and a one every hour. I'm giving mm-hmm. you a ten dollar bill and one. Okay, here you go for this hour. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like. So if you break that that hour down by the minute at fifteen dollars an hour, fifteen divided by sixty, that's what you're getting per minute. Yeah, okay. everybody should be at least getting damn near two dollars two dollars per minute of my time. Mm-hmm. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, so when it, when it's broken down that way, it's different. It's different. People don't think about it. They like don't that. think of it that way. And and yeah. a corporation is going to tell you when you're worthy of a raise. That ain't right. Mm-hmm. Nah. Yeah. And that, that's how the system is set up. Right. But we're going to have a yearly evaluation. You know what? You're worth 3%. But insurance went up 5%. How'd that work? It's a lose-lose situation. Housing that went up 6%. Right. Yeah. Houses done went up from 300000 to $750,000. Yeah, you supposed to live you off of this. I mean? You're supposed to make, you're supposed you know to buy saying? your house. You're supposed to have so, credit so, and all that. So it's a race to the bottom when, you know, you got individual – companies out here that's, that's, you know, that's trying mm-hmm. to make a come up. Right. You know, even if it's car detailing. Ain't no or trying. They are making come up. <laughs> ain't no trying. <laughs> right. They right. are. Because a business ain't going to do nothing that's, a business is, is going to do what's most supportive and mm-hmm. what's best for the business. Mm-hmm. They're never going to do anything to yep. lose money. They're yep. always going to do everything to gain money. Yep. And, and even if that's cutting you short. And that's cutting you short. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I, I, so when, Speaking from you know a self-employed person, barber, stylist, um, lawn care professional, or whatever. The funny part is when we talk about price increases, mm-hmm. it's big. I, I'm big on wordplay, so I'll never call it a price increase. I call it price adjustment. Right. So if somebody says, "Yep, I'm going up five dollars next week," the automatic thing going there into the client's mind, like, "Man, now I got to pay him five more dollars." Blah 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 blah. But a client can come in our chair and talk about the raise they just got and brag about it. And be cool with it, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So from our perspective, like, we always on the edge, like, man, damn, we, we want to tell them about going up on prices, but we don't want to hear what they got to say. No. I used to be like that, but, like, no. <laughs> like, on my appointment site, I'll, I'll slide that price up, and you'll know it when you book it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I never thought I'd be getting $50 a cut. Like five, six, seven years ago, I never thought I'd be getting fifty dollars a cut. 
But when you start affiliating with certain people in the industry and they're contacting you for advice. That's when you know you made it. I I would get calls or texts or DMs. Bro, man, I see you did this. How you did this? And I'm looking at their work like, damn, you done done this, 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 and this. And you charging $75? You asking me for advice? That's when you got to do a, you know, self-evaluation. Like, all right, you're really doing more than what you think you're doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. because we can get caught up in the monotony of stuff where stuff is coming and fading every day. You're doing this. I'm big on education with anything. The more you know, the more you grow. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't care what it is. Everybody not might not be for school. Talking about a college setting, but school is for everybody. You got to mm-hmm. learn something. You got to learn. You got to learn. You got to learn. something. I don't care. I, trades are important. Very important. COVID showed that. Very. Important. When they had the um, when the government shut down that time, mm-hmm. everybody that was working for the government, mm-hmm. they were. They, they were doing they, everything. They, they you know what I'm saying? They, was, they were they were painting. They were doing everything. You know what I'm saying? And I told somebody, man, during that COVID, that's us, mm-hmm. African American. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not no racist, right? Right? Nothing like that, right? Bro, I seen so many entrepreneurs made, so many new things mm-hmm. coming out because you know why? We know how to survive. Yeah, our back was against the wall. Our back was against the <laughs> we'll wall. We come out so fighting. You know, so you know. Yeah. But no, we, I got to get this one way or another. Uh-huh. I believe it. Yep. And and all of that free money that was out there and, and you know, everybody was getting it, but what were you doing with it? They were right. buying crab legs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Getting seafood. Seafood, boy. I should have got a 40 thou. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dang, I should have got a 40 thou, boy. <laughs> all right. I was sitting pretty right now. <laughs> seafood right. boils and all that. That's what they was buying. Right, man. But priorities are jacked up. Yeah, man. And, and we all been there, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we, we all put, been there. We put things yeah, most definitely. out of order sometimes, but, you know, we got we to gotta be quick to reel yeah. ourselves in and – Realize what that your longevity, what your what your long term goal is, and you know a lot of us don't in the um, African American culture. We don't we haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know we haven't seen it from our parents and grandparents That's because true. they lived a different lifestyle. So they had to work. And I'm I'm not making any excuses for us, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. You know off of face value. So. You know, when you got people that's grown up and seen money and seen how it's managed and seen what you're supposed to do for businesses and bank accounts mm-hmm. and this type of loan and that type of loan and this type of credit report and mm-hmm. this type of credit mm-hmm. score and this mm-hmm. and the third, it makes it a little bit easier on the, on the other side. That's true. But when you grow up and, you know, your parents haven't actually had the best financial system and, and it's had not the their best fault. credit system, and it's not their fault. Huh. No, hell no. I All mean, right. hell no, it's not their fault. Right. But, you know, you just, you, we really, as a culture, we have really been thrown out there, you know, and we are really just learning on the curve for real. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, That's um, true. and I'm, like I said, I'm not making any excuses, but reality is reality. And this is just what we face as African-American men That's and women true. every day. You feel That's me? true. Like, I know, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of other cultures have been, grandfathered in like you know they mm-hmm. were they were they were in yeah. position to leave their kids with they they come out the womb with millions already in their account and they don't even they know, don't it even know it yet you know they what i'm saying know don't even know it. but we gotta we gotta grind and get it different you know what i'm saying that's that's why you know i, I had a mentoring program one time um it was actually the same name as my nonprofit, um and i targeted kids that had good grade point averages but their social skills were 
low. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to deal with the impoverished kids that all, they get all the attention. Yeah. I was dealing with the kids that were had 3.8s, 4.0s, but they were at risk in other ways. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They didn't they didn't they didn't know how to adjust to adversity right. because they've been given the silver spoon all their life. Mm-hmm. So what's gonna happen when that happen when look at the suicide rate. Yeah. The, the, all you see is millionaires killing themselves. Yeah. They don't know how to adjust or to adapt. But we as a culture, you go on the street, you see them doing whatever on the you know, living bad or whatever you want to call it. But still surviving. But they're surviving though. But and happy. Surviving. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, what I'm saying? I met a lot of a lot of homeless people. That like, nah, I'm good. They don't got the worries that we got. Yeah. All they got to worry about is staying warm and keeping that roof over their head, no matter what that roof is. Right. They ain't got to worry about bills. Yeah. They ain't got to worry about being let down by. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it's, yep. it, but it made them grind different, man. Right. And I know people that that be on the ledge, man, and they, boom, that's it. So, um, um. I hear you talk about your shop in Georgia and mm-hmm. other things. So, in not necessarily in the future, but what are your um, goals? What else you got planned for yourself? What other things do you, you know, inspire to inspire in other people or strive to open? Mm-hmm. You know, strive um, to you know be successful in definitely a barber school. Um, oh yeah, you touched on that earlier. I'm, I'm, I'm that's going to happen. You, you teach right now, though. Uh-huh, teach, I hold classes. Um, I do classes. classes. I do, I I um. Taught at Brown and Brothers Hair Show a few times. Um, I've actually got called to teach at at a um, conference um, in South Carolina in March. Oh, that's um, dope. So it's it's I'm like I said, I'm big in education, and I'm in the process of writing a book too. Okay. Um, they, I'll put a name out there. It's called The Audacity to Want More. Okay. So I like that title. It's it's where people try to keep you in a box and you more than that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's a mind shifting book, you know, so um, everybody, we all need a little yeah, motivation. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and all I can talk about is what I've been through and things that I've experienced and this touching on the areas that we're from, um, how people look at you different. Yep. Like we were talking a little while ago, like yep. how dare you to do what, not not a custom in the area, you know what I'm saying? They they look at you foreign, but step outside the box. Yeah, yeah, it's more room outside than it is in. And um, I have, like I said, I have a nonprofit organization called Faith for the Gray. Um, for the last ten years, well, not not talking about last year, but I did the back to school drives every year. And for the first eight years, I did it in Berlin at the middle school. But the last two years, I did it at the Civic Center. And the last time we did it, we had over 3,000 people come in. The first time we had it at the Civic Center, it was 5,000 people. The, the second year we did it there, it was like a little over 3,000. Mm-hmm. But I teamed up with other organizations right. where, you know, you come and get your backpack, um, get all school supplies, but you had to go and order before you came around to get your hair cut. So I had oh, eight other barbers with me, um, and the barbers weren't even from here. That's the sad part. Couldn't get no locals. Mm. To help, they want to nope. see what I'm saying. All uh, they want to know is, but they, how much they're getting paid, bro. This is I'm doing a give back. You know what I'm saying? Like so, that's a whole nother. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, exactly what I just said. Yeah. So it it that was a success, and you know we gave out sneakers. Um, Deadstock, uh, Drew. Yeah, Drew from Deadstock. Shout out to Drew. Yeah, and he he helped out with it. Um, donated 
think it was like two thousand dollars for sneakers. So they were just raffling off sneakers. Like if you if you there with your ticket, wanna, come I actually want to well get you know our podcast and they're doing something like that. Yeah, Start it's gonna happen this summer. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Even if we can just throw Man, a little something. Any any we, anything you know I mean? anything we can do, bro. We got to link up, make it happen because. We we got to become the topic at people's dinner table, not just on a negative sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like if we can sit up and talk about all the other crazy stuff that's going on, we gotta we gotta, you know, break the chain and yep. and so become that light that people are talking about. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. And it's a lot of talent around here, and we just gotta dig in and, and pull it out and, you know, make a name for the shore itself. As be, we already know how athletes are. We yeah. we already get disrespected, you know what I'm saying? And there's some yeah. mad talent out here, right? Man. You know it's what I mean? Crazy. And the only thing is that that they lack is exposure. That's it. That's it. That's it. So if we could be that that catalyst to get whoever, yeah. whatever out there, but I feel you, I feel you done done that though with the barber game. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I I I've I, I mean that's, that's my opinion. yeah 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 that's yeah yeah. I, it's it's a lot more that I need to do. Um, because I, I found out there's a lot of people that's into it now because they see what it, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. what can come out of it. Once once barbering became cool, that's when people started really getting nah, into nah, it. Now, nah, now, nah. everybody can't be a barber now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that. Yeah, yeah. It, not everybody, not everybody can do it. Right now. Yeah, man. Busting your hair up trying but to do a tutorial. I, but I guarantee you, I guarantee you, and I and I put this on anything. If I got three hours with you with both of y'all, y'all know how to fade. Word up! I might. I can show y'all how to. I've, I've I don't done know it. about him though. Nigga, <laughs> <laughs> you got fucking dreads, bro. I don't know about him. <laughs> so, because I got dreads, I can't learn how to fade. No, nigga. I'm not. <laughs> no, no. How, no. How does that make sense? Anyway, Cause I got. Cause anyway. I got dreads. I can't cut hair. Bro, I got touch on the, where where we were just talking about basketball. <laughs> I got more touch around the court, around the rim than you do. So when I'm cutting hair, my joint gonna be more fluent and more. I like that. Yeah. You feel me? You feel me? That's what sense. I'm saying. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> you no, need touch no, when you cutting people's hair, yo. You're right, and you don't have. You gotta it. be steady. You, you gotta don't be. have it. <laughs> got to fuss it over barber and they only cut. Oh. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I know, I know, like, I, I, I've done it, and I have a knack for teaching and getting the best out of people. Like, I, my mom was a school teacher for 37 years, Ooh. and I know that so that I know was still I was reading and doing work, like, not, every, not really. Where? That's the thing. No, not, it, she never, she never pressed <clears throat> us like that. Because she already knew y'all she, was going to get it done anyway, yep, right? Uh-huh. And... Like I didn't have no curfew, but I knew to be in the bed by ten thirty because I I knew at a young age that that how important it was. Yep, I was I had an old soul as a kid. Yeah, they be and laughing at me because <laughs> I, I got I, I be I like old school music. I be jog j- j- man, turn that mess <laughs> up. You can walk. <laughs> <laughs> you can walk. But yeah, it's it's barber man is is something that you know you got You definitely got to have a passion for it. Like I said, I can teach anybody how to cut, but what to me what makes a good barber is being a great person first mm-hmm. because that's why you got 80-year-old barbers that still can cut. Or they can't cut, but they still got clients because they're a good company. Mm-hmm. So instead of being a good hair cutter, you got to be a great person first. Great person. 
And we're the only industry that's required to give back. Think about it. No other industry is required to give free anything. But, but people yeah, look forward to getting free haircuts. haircuts. Yeah. And that's how we make our money. Look on Barbershop. Cuz skated out that month. He got gone. Like. He came back and paid him. Right. Right. He came back. He better came yeah, back he came paid back. him. Yeah. Right. That's the respect. Yeah. I, I always felt, and I, let me know if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. though. You get the best conversations in a barbershop. Yeah, man. You know, you, yep. you, get, to, yep. you get to be yourself in a barbershop. You yep. get to talk about things in a barbershop. Yep. You get to... You know what I mean? It's like therapy, you know Barbers what I mean? And, a, yeah. and your barber can be your therapist. Uh-huh. You don't even know it. I know a lot of yeah. stuff about a lot of people. You see what I'm saying? Just because. Just because, bro. People just be yep. running their gas. Yep. Yep. And <laughs> I, and and they know it's not going nowhere. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right, like right, right, like right. I don't I don't take pride in spreading like I don't even like gossip. I can't stand it. But you know when somebody comes in and when they sitting down and when you put that cape on them, that's when they start unleashing. Yep. Bro, like it's, it's, I'd have had clients crying in my chair, like bawling, crying. I'm shedding tears with them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's literally like a, a safe haven, man, when, when that, when that bar was in that chair, if you got that connection with them. You gotta have right. that connection. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, like I have customers, but I got more clients than I got customers, if that makes sense. Because, right. Your customers are turning to your clients because you you build a relationship with them, right? Right. And it, it comes to a point where you have that trust, and like you if if I'm cutting to fifty people a week, and out of those fifty, I remember what was going on with one with your son. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How did he make out when he got his tooth pulled three weeks ago? You're like, damn, you remember that? Yeah. But it just happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we we are around people. All day in our space, every day. Yeah. But what gets forgotten about is us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we got to take a break, we just had a conversation about this today. If we got to take a day off, yeah, it's the worst. So uh, it's funny because like my barber, you know, he told me, and he does by appointment too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Zell PJ Zell Caesar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, you know, uh, some I mean, barbers run behind schedule sometimes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, he just broke it down to me. He was just like, bro, um, he was like, uh, what people don't understand is it ain't always the barber's fault. People show up late. People yeah. got problems. Yep. People come up with it. It's just like it's just like you are supervising a person and somebody calls you an hour after, yo, bro, this, that, and the third came up, and mm-hmm. I had to take my son. My son was that's, sick. That's His true. baby mom didn't show up. This, <laughs> that, and the third. That's true. Now he done pushed all your appointments yep, back. Pushed them now back. everybody that come in at 11 is supposed to get their hair cut, and now it's 11.45 looking at you like you crazy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. But um, I understand what barbers go through some stuff with, you know, people coming to them talking about everything is crazy, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. You know what I mean? But – um, when you find a good barber, yo, like he PJ been cutting my hair for the past shit, what ten years now? Mm-hmm. It's been about ten years, mm-hmm. and I don't let nobody else right. touch my hair. Right, and you I should. don't let nobody else yep. touch my hair. That's yep. just because we got that type of y'all got a, camaraderie. Y'all got a right. We got a type of bond. You know what I mean? PJ I done lost <laughs> clients. I done lost clients. This is <laughs> I done lost clients. I I was cutting this one individual for like three years, and. It would be times they would call me, hey, can you squeeze me in? Yep, come on, I got you. Like, all the time. I'm squeezing right, them in. Right, I'm right. I'm making it convenient for them. 
Soon as that, you soon as you said that no, one week, that one it no, was one week where I had, it was one day I had took off. One day I had took off. They came in the shop and was looking for me. I wasn't there, and they were pissed. I had no other clients show up. Somehow, they said their appointment came through, and they were they came there. I didn't get it on my end, but hey, I'll get you next week. They never came back, ever, ever. <laughs> wow. Some people like that though. Some people, I know, just... and that's cool because it make when when you lose one, it makes room for three more, and that is a known fact. I tell people I don't mind. I don't mind you going somewhere else as long as you're getting taken care of. That's all I worry right. about. Right, right. I don't right. want to cut everybody. You know what I'm saying? It gets to a point where you can't cut everybody. Nope. And, and the minute you try to stress and think about it, you it's, yeah. that's when it becomes a yeah. job. This is not a job to me. I feel like an athlete for real. Right. Sure. I'm in the gym every day. Just right. You want with me shooting in the gym? Right. You know what, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and now I can make whatever I really want to make. If I, I I deal with barbers that charge a hundred dollars a cut, at on a regular day. Mm. Jalen Rose, barber. Jalen Rose pays his barber, well, the one he got in Connecticut. He pays him seventy grand a year to cut him. Seventy grand. So a does year. he travel with him? Like, how does that work? He, so now, now, so so when Jalen said, because Jalen shit always be on point every I know, time I know, you see I know, Jalen. I know two guys that cut Jalen though. He be crispy. So the one guy in Atlanta. Damn, Jalen making that much money. They pay yeah. a barber seventy k. Yeah. Damn. You work at ESPN, you getting you getting mid, you getting three four million a year. That, that's true. That's, that's nothing. And not on top, and the money he probably made in his career, yeah. he probably done smart investments. You know, Jalen got a school. That. Yeah, he got a school. Yeah, yeah Jalen was the that. first to have a school. I do know that. Yeah, he probably so, and he probably done smart investments. Too, exactly. So, probably, so you know, and you know, now that his look is his brand, you gonna pay it. Yeah, because Jalen shit ain't never. Uh, nah, and the two dudes that cut it, doing Andy Authentic and Hulk out of Atlanta. So how does that work though? So if Jalen is all the way in what Connecticut, mm-hmm. that's where Andy is in Connecticut. Okay, so he got somebody in Connecticut. Yeah. But what if he in LA and he need a cut? He need a touch up. But he fly them niggas out to LA. Mm-hmm. It's all in that network. Then if I'm in if if I live in LA and if I'm cool with Hawk and Andy, they will tell Jalen to hit me up to cut him. Okay. So would Hawk and them hit you off then, or Jalen would pay? Mm, Jalen would pay me. But still, that's get, it. they still getting their money. Yeah. Oh, so he wow, pays. He cool, pays Hawk. He pays Hawk a buck fifty whenever Hawk charges one hundred fifty whenever he cuts him. Mm. So you figure you got seventy grand sitting over here that you pay this dude, and then whenever you're in Atlanta, you paying him a buck fifty. And then if you out in fucking whatever they charging, whatever that person gonna charge, well, then this nigga could be in Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so let me ask you this: since you you got low cut, mm-hmm. you you famous, right? Hmm. <clears throat> How much are you paying for your haircut? How much are you, are you willing to pay? How it, much are you it, willing it, to pay? It, it, listen, it all depends um, how famous I am and how much money I'm making. You got bread. If I'm like a nigga like LeBron, my, my my barber is traveling with me. And LeBron did that. Yeah. If, LeBron, if I, moved, if, LeBron moved his barber to Miami when he went to Miami. Yeah, if I, if, if I got LeBron... <laughs> <laughs> if, if I got LeBron money or if I got Kobe or Shaq money, <laughs> right. uh-huh. I'm gonna move my barber with me. Yeah. You Kevin Hart, I mean? Kevin Hart, he he keeps his barber with him. Yeah, too. Yeah, I'm, I, I would keep my barber with me. It's just like a security guard for real. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know I mean, because that's one thing you don't want to have to worry about is getting your hair cut when you're on the move like that, and you know you're in the camera mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. You're gonna, you're gonna, but they have schedules too, so yeah. it's not like they're disregarding the barber schedule because. 
you know, that if that barber's traveling with you on tour, like the guy that. Um, but if you pay your barber hundred k a year, you don't need no other job, bro. Yeah, really, you don't. You know what I mean? If you paying you them hundred hundred fifty k a right, year, right? But how how much are you really traveling with them? Right. I'm gonna mean? still get extra bread. Oh so, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying. So right, if right. you're an artist and and you going on tour, yeah, you might go on tour hit like 15, 20 cities. Yeah, that might take a good three months, right? After that three months, and I already got my hundred grand from you. What's your profession though? It all depends. What's your profession? Are you a basketball player? Are you a rapper? Basketball, you a basketball, player, player? basketball players aren't taking their barbers with them. They don't. No, no. not that. No. no. Dude. Yeah, it's a think about I it. See, I see why KD be roughing that shit. Right, nah, fuck that. <laughs> you be <laughs> that. But they be having nah. the bread to do that though. Yeah, but they not they 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 just getting cuts in their off season or KD a brush and some lotion. Yeah, yeah, he got a scalp condition. Now. KD, KD gonna have much gonna have much yeah. canceled. I'm playing KD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, KD, we playing, bro. We trying to get you on. KD, we really trying to get you on the show too. But let me cut you while you here. Yeah, exactly. Man, Listen, you up, me. And we listen. We want pay door and we want tickets though. <laughs> yeah, we want tickets. You pay him. We want the tickets. We want them tickets. DC, <laughs> right? Philly, but we yeah, there, baby. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a funny industry, man. But but I know barbers that you know they getting their bread, and you might look at them. Ah, oh, they can't cut that great. Like Will Smith barber. He got wheels. I seen Will. He got wheels straight though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Will oh, see, he's been cutting them since Fresh Prince. Oh, I know he caking now. He good. I know he caking. He good. And, and you know what? I think that that's all he has done, just dealing with Will. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of? So it is situations what? where that's all I'm going to deal with is Yo, that Fresh person. Prince came out, what, 90? And St. Barbara doing it. The lady that cuts Eddie Murphy and Anthony Anderson. and um, cause of, But she been cut Eddie Murphy all his career. He came out what? Even 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 when they do the um, costumes the and stuff. Like yeah. when he was doing um, coming to America, and she would do the hair for that. So she's doing everything as far as costume, makeup. Oh yeah, barbering. she on payroll. Yeah, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. Her name is Stacy, and she cuts Anthony Anderson all the time. Stacy cuts like. Oh yeah, I know she making about seven hundred thousand. Yeah, easy. Like, I know she making seven hundred thousand. And and she was cutting hair out of her garage, and the way that she started cutting Eddie Murphy was somebody had put Eddie Murphy on to her. Mm-hmm. He was like, I don't want no woman cutting my hair. He was like being a chauvinist at the time, and she was like, "All right, cool." She cut him, and from then on, like, "Nah, you my barber." That's, that's all. It's literally getting put on stage, and you get an audition. Yeah, and exactly. if they like you, you're in. So yeah. let me ask you this: This is serious question. Mm-hmm. You get that? Say like you end up getting in touch with who's a a, a nice top celebrity guy, um, like a cut. Um, I'm talking about a list, a list, right? Like um, just throw out a name. I think um, I don't want to say Rick Ross, but let me think of a movie Chunks. actor. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Michael, okay, let's All go right. with Mike. Say okay. you cut him once, and he said, "Yo, I need you to stick with me. I'm putting you on the payroll. All that." Mm-hmm. What do you do? How much does it take you to say, "I'm done with it. I'm I'm done." Fooling everybody else. I'm I ain't gonna ever be done with fooling everybody else. Okay. Because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. If he pays me, throw a number out there, hundred k. Yeah. He he pays me hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm not gonna stop Get making my extra money because cause to me right. I'm looking at a hundred thousand is extra money. True. True. I'm not gonna be 
waking up with him every morning. So he's not going to need me there every morning. Right. I still got to have a schedule because I still got stuff that I'm trying to run too. Just like he got stuff he's trying to run. Right. You got to respect the fact that I got stuff I got to do too. Now, I'm going to be, we're going to have a schedule because I know you got assistants that have your schedule. So let me see what your schedule look like. When do you need me out here? Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, that 100K is not including my flights that you got to pay for either. Right. That 100K is for me cutting you, not for my travel. You know what I'm saying? So you're taking me out of my element to come here and cut you. Then I'm just, I'm just giving you the business side of how yeah. I will come at it. So that 100K is for me to service you for the year. Cutting your hair for the year. Now, I reside in Maryland. You might be in Denver. You need me to come to Maryland. I mean, you need me to come to Denver on this date. Okay, you get my flights in order. Now, we got the schedule mapped out for the month. Now I know what I can work in my shop. That's dope. Yeah. And that's you probably that? how they do it, too. It got, yeah, it got to be because they got they got to take their schedule into consideration as well. Yeah, you're paying me a hundred grand. That's cool. But I still got businesses to run. Right. I'm fitting you into my businesses at this point. Because say if say if you don't need me for that month, you still don't pay me hundred grand. What I'm supposed to do? Sit back and do nothing? No, I'm st- I'm still gonna get my bread how I can get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it it's it it gotta be. Now you got Barbara. that's gonna be like, nope, I'm not doing anything else. I'm making a hundred grand a year with this dude. That's it. Mm-mm. So when you're out with him, you're not gonna talk to nobody. Cause opportunities are gonna come. It is. Oh shit, you got Michael B. Jordan on point. Yo, what's your name? Right. We got business card. Now, I, now, speaking of Michael B. Jordan, when they did the Creed movie, yeah. another part of the Creed movie, he didn't want to cut the Sixers. Kenny oh, Duncan. Right. Like, that's, that's, that's the guy I look up to. Like, if anybody in the industry I look up to is Kenny Duncan. That's what's up. Ain't nothing like them Philly cuts, though, bro. Yeah, you can, it's a whole different. It's, it's, a, di- <laughs> it's a different. It's a different. So man. he put me on to some stuff. Yeah, he a hater. Man. Shit. Hey. <laughs> a hater, man. <laughs> hey, we talking about Barbara. We ain't talking about the sport. That's sports. what I'm saying. He's <laughs> a hater, man. What's wrong with him? He, he uh, by him, like, he cut the Sixers. Um, he cut, he was doing a Creed movie. He had told me there was an instance one time where you know, when you're doing movie sets, it's not it's not easy like people think. You're not just going there and cutting them how you want to cut them. Your their cut got to match that scene. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, it's deep. It's deep. It's deep. Like when I tell you, when I all right, for instance, when I I get back they to the free thing in the scene. Movie. Yeah, like so when I did the movie with Tank, right? Okay. Tank was playing a role of a character back in the '80s. Right. They gave me the green light to create what I wanted to create, but Tank only had but so much hair. So Tank was playing a um, like a drug dealer mm-hmm. to this lady. He was the to, he he was the boyfriend of this big time drug dealer named uh, Big Fifty. This lady okay. out of Detroit. So they were like, you know, we need you to cut Tank's hair uh, '80s style because he's playing in this type of scene. Mm-hmm. Now, if I cut his hair on a Friday. When I come back the next week to cut them, they might be cutting, they might be shooting that same scene two different weeks. Oh, man. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so the scene that, that I'm cutting for on Friday, they're going to be shooting the same scene again the next Friday. So the cut got to be identical because his hair is going to grow from one week to the next. Mm-hmm. So I got to take pictures of front, back, side. It got to match. And if it don't match, 
And when they're shooting that scene and it looks off, that's a whole other week of production that's costing them money. So you can be fired right then. Now, going back to the Creed movie. Makes sense. It makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So if they got it all because of that one character. Right. Because that goes into Emmy nominations. Yeah. The, the fluent sight of mm-hmm. how these images are looking on these screens. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. something that small can be thrown off where they can be discredited for an award that they might be trying to get. So now back to the Creed movie. It was a scene where um, you notice his hairline wasn't as sharp. Like, right. if you go back and look at it, you'll notice what I'm talking about. They didn't want him to have a sharp hairline. As viewers, you don't, don't think about it. We, we don't think about that shit. No, but when you, you watch the movie, you, you will I now. will now, though. Watch this. I will now, though. So, <laughs> so when he, they, they didn't want him to have a, a, a sharp hairline, whatever, whatever. So, my guy Kenny said that when he was, when it got to the point where he was going in, working or whatever. He got in shop mode where he was like, you know, doing his his normal thing. They started filming after he did his cut. They were like, his hairline's too sharp. We got to wait next week to let it frizz up or however they wanted to camouflage crazy. Again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All because he got into his mode of normal cutting because he's a sharp barber. Mm-hmm. He took that and put it on the character, which it didn't fit that scene. Yes. So they had to wait and reshoot another scene. They did other stuff, but they came back and did the other scene later. I like never that really knew week. it was that deep. That's crazy. Oh, it's deep, bro. Hollywood, that is it, Yeah, it's it's deep. Hollywood crazy. And you got other other movies out here that need to be helped, like Tyler Perry stuff. He, they should just be fucked. Man. I'm sorry, Tyler. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Hey, don't, Tyler, listen. Don't cancel me. You said that. Don't cancel me, bro. If we ever listen. get you on the show. I, I apologize for him. <laughs> he know it too. He know it. Yeah, he yeah, know it yeah. too. I want to yeah. ask you this, man. Mm-hmm. I ask you this last. I want to ask you one more question. <clears throat> just, I just want to know how all your shops came about, especially the one in Georgia. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, my shop in Crofton. Let me start. Well, Crofton, I teamed up with two guys, okay. um, Daryl and Calvin. Mm-hmm. We came together, um, opened that one, to, opened that one up. I was in Berlin first, closed that one down, then opened up another shop I had in Salisbury. Um, Had that one for two years, then I moved over here. Now, the Atlanta shop, it was spare the moment. I was going, I visited my cousin during All-Star break. Okay. I drove my my van down for NBA All-Star weekend. You drove down? Yep. Yes. Yep. That's that's a that's a ten hour drive. It's not that bad, but what? yeah, shit. But you realize how much I drive all week? I know, but still, man, I mean, <laughs> that's just a and straight. I drive, yeah, that's straight shot. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah, straight shot. Yeah, like, yeah, but you know, it was I had a goal in mind, so you sacrifice what you got to do to get right. You get. Respect. So I, I drove down for NBA All Star Weekend. Um, it was everything was tight because it was still COVID heavy right. at that time. So I was sitting in his office. Um, and then talking to my cousin, I'm like, yo, like, I was looking around, he had a brick wall, and I was like, yo, what y'all, what you pay a month for this? He was like, door, he said, you you won't believe it. And it's in Buckhead. So, you know, Buckhead's where the bread at in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Believe that. Yeah. So he said, man, you won't believe it. I'm like, well, how much is it? And he was like, man, I pay under six, um, under six a month for this. I'm like, yo, get out of here. He said, now, it's, it's a spot on the end. 
that's double the size. And I think a lady just moved out. So I'm like, all right. When I said, well, when you get a chance, call her up. Let me talk to her. I just want to see what it looked like. I didn't have no plans on, but somebody spoke to me years ago and said I would have a shop in Atlanta. Mm. A relative of mine. So that's a backstory. So I, um, he contacted the realtor or whatever. She called me and was like, yeah, when you want to come and look at it? I said, I can be back down in two weeks. All right, we'll look at it then. Went back down in two weeks. Talked to um, her. She was like, so what do you want to put in here? I said, a barbershop. She was like, really? She said, you'll do well here. But I like already like claiming that I would have it. I'm like, well, let me, I'm not going to say yes yet. You know, let me think about it. She's like, no, no, I'm, I'm probably going to give it to you. I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, um, I'll give it to you for this amount a month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you serious? She was like, yeah, I'm never going to go up on a rent. She was like, you do a six-month lease. See if you like it. I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, everything, like I was saying earlier, if it's effortless, it's meant. It's meant, right. So she was like, I said, so, all right, but let me send you my social so you can run my, no, I'm not doing a credit check. I'm like, for real? She was like, yeah, if you want it, it's yours. She said, that goes back to connections. If you're good with Mark, you're good with me. About who and Mark's my cousin that got an office in the same building. So now my, now my mind was turning like, all right, Mark, I'll give you a key. You can check on everything while I'm not here because right. you're right up the hall from, from where this is going to be at. Yeah. And it was literally falling in place. So I'm like, well, damn, now I got to worry about travel. Got to connect through an airline that gave me unlimited flights Whew. for the year. I got all of that within this, within like two days. So I didn't have to worry about travel to get down there. I don't have to worry about staying somewhere because I stay with my cousin when I go. Yep. I'm not spending any money when I go, but yet I have a fucking shop in Atlanta. Can't beat that. It's meant. It's meant, man. And I did a six-month lease. So my lease started in June. It's, it ends this month in December. I built up clientele to where I'm, I'm good. So where what, what I'm going to do now is... I'm gonna close that shop. Cause that was that was a platform. So check it out. Not many people know this. But it was my it was it was my through the podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was it was my intention though. So you know how I say you gotta build everything's a snowball effect, right? I've been able to build up clientele to where instead of me going down twice a month, because I was going every other weekend, every other Sunday and Monday, I'm gonna go once a month now. And I'm gonna bang out on a Saturday and Sunday, all of my clients that I have mm-hmm. working in, I got a, a partner down there that he has a shop. It's the nice setup that I like where I, it's appointment only. It's not no walk-in right. base. So, and the deal that I'm getting to work there, still like, it's not, I, so I'd, I'd eliminate the overhead. Right. I'm going down still once a month making the same amount of money, if not more, because I'm still not paying no, right. I'm not paying rent. That's right. I'm not paying for nowhere to stay. That's right. I'm not paying for travel. Mm-hmm. And I was, I've was i been able to build these six months to where I got a steady clientele to now where my where my books are filled in Crofton, my books are filled here, and my books about to be filled in Atlanta. It's crazy. 
and I still got the mobile. That's levels. That I have client clientele that is steady. You know what I'm saying? So it's levels. it's everybody got the same 24 hours in a day. Everybody got the you same got 24. You got figure out how you gonna use it. And everybody, man, your schedule. Da, da, da. Now, it works for me. It might not work for everybody else, but it works for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when you set out that time to make things happen, I don't have to be in Atlanta every day. But it's creating a buzz when you're coming back. Yep. When you're coming back. That's the, that's when you're coming back. Thing. You know what I'm saying? So you 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 create you create your demand by and I and I leave this note, like I always I've said it on my Instagram before. You create your demand by shortening your schedule. When your when your supply becomes more than your demand, or when your demand becomes more than your, your supply, supply, yeah, you can put your numbers up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you only can give somebody three hours of your time yep. or four hours of your time, they're trying to get it. They're, they're trying, trying to get it. They're trying when, to cram everything right. in that three hours. Right. Like, oh, man, so, but, this, but what is it going to cost you? It's going to cost you more, though, right? Thank you. Yep. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's why I was telling you earlier. Saturday's my schedule from nine to twelve. You're going to can book on my site from nine to twelve. But you're gonna call me and ask me, can I stay till one? It's yeah, but it's gonna money. cost more. Yeah, it's gonna cost. <laughs> you need me to come in earlier than nine. It's my yeah, time. I don't mind it, but it's gonna cost more. It's my time. You know what I'm saying? So then I can get double. So instead of fifty, I can get a hundred for at least two or three clients. So that's a hundred dollars for three clients. That's three hundred dollars off of three people. Then I got my regulars that's coming in between. Yeah. So then that five clients turn into eight clients, and you don't got an extra three hundred dollars off. It's, it's 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 working overtime without working overtime. That's right. No, that's for real though. I feel you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So if if, if people can take that approach, and it's hard to do that at a nine to five, but when you own no, your own entity, <laughs> yeah, because we are businesses, bro. That's that's true though. We we're in a capitalist area or country where everything is done that as a business, and we got to look at ourselves as a business. Anything that you're wearing. Is a part of your brand which helps magnify your business. So if you're a sneakerhead, promote that you like sneakers and watch what happens. I don't give a damn if you gotta change the filter on it and make them black ones look like they red. Watch what happens because on Instagram, perception is reality, which is fucked up a lot of times because people are living these lies. That ain't really what they live. They said though. But they're getting paid to do this shit though. That's right. They said if you. You know how you use social media the right mm-hmm. way. What? I know I know <laughs> people that are getting paid. Country Wayne. That's my boy. Yo. That's my what? boy. Wayne, he bro. gets 30K Y'all. a month. He gets 30K a month. Yeah, my boy. Shit, I heard he got 70K a month. Yeah, it, yeah, that was it was 30 like months ago. <laughs> so you know it's 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 higher now. So so we asked this question before we end every episode, man. Mm-hmm. What is a gem that you would leave with someone? Anyone, even if it's a person that's trying to be a barber, or mm-hmm. just a gem for someone in life that's that's trying to make it or needs some type of motivation. Okay, um, leave a couple. If somebody asked you why, ask them why not. Mm-hmm. That'll I shut like up the that. whole conversation. I like that right there. Like, why you want to do this? Just ask them why not. You don't got you don't got to give them a plan, but ask them why not, and then they. They're 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 done. They'll walk away from you. Then I always tell people never put a ceiling on your sky because that it gives you no room to fly. 
corny rhyme, but it, it, it goes together. You know right. what I'm saying? Because if you start putting a cap on stuff that you want to do, you don't limit it yourself. You know what I'm saying? And always write your stuff down, prepare it, whatever. My mom used to always tell me, if it comes to your mind, it can happen. I don't care what it is. And and the last thing is, is when you have vision, it's it's for you. And nobody it's not meant for anybody else to see right. it. If I give you these glasses and put them on you, you ain't gonna be able to see out of them. It's either gonna give you a headache and or it might look fuzzy to you. He blind in there. He can't right. see. He might see out of these bitches then. <laughs> but when I put it on, it's clear. Right. Everybody in this whole world had their own prescription, their eyeglass prescription. That's right. And it's their vision is for them. It's not meant for anybody else. Right. So whatever vision you have, whatever vision you have, make that thing pop. And, it, and, and you're going to have naysayers. You're going to have haters. You're going to have this, that, and the third. Let that be your fuel, though. Sure. Because if, if, if nobody is saying anything about you, then that means you're not relevant. That's right. That's true. That's true. Everybody talking about LeBron and Mike. Every day. Every day. Nobody's talking about Bernard King. <laughs> play for the Knicks. Nobody's talking about Detlef Shrimp. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody talking about those players because they're relevant. They're relevant. That's true. In one way or another. So, No yeah. doubt, man. No doubt. Well, man. Yes, sir. Dorian, man, we appreciate you coming through. Man, man. This, this was, bro. I this love was this, doubt. man. This I, was I love great, what y'all got going yeah, on, I man. I appreciate that, man. This this. This was overdue, man. Yeah, it's been yeah no doubt. Yes, we were supposed to be on like season one or two. We in season four and yeah, so we got you on though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then season five, we come back when everything else has bloomed again. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We'll definitely. And then season six, when y'all when y'all moved out of this room and y'all somewhere else, and y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying yeah. to speak stuff into yeah, y'all, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, speak that. Like, like, like speak when y'all when y'all yeah, yeah. on every yeah. platform yeah, and on on Sirius XM and. Everything else, you know what I'm saying? No y'all got all the sponsors y'all need to make this thing pop. When people want to come to y'all and be like, hey, I want to be a sponsor. For you sure. drop these numbers on them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, and and, and it's going to grow, bro. And it's already that. growing. And you know we got no choice that. but to go up. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, don't, but don't let nothing stunt it, though. No doubt. No doubt. No steroids no doubt. can either stunt your growth or it can make you grow. I like that. I like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Steroids can either stunt your growth, so you got to choose wisely. You know what I'm saying? No like doubt, that. man. Wisely, so I appreciate y'all, man. I'm proud Thank of y'all. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. Thank sir. you for having me, man. Yep, yep. It's your yep. boy, Cool Maul D, man. We're going to head on out of here, man. I'm here alongside with my man. It's just Jar. I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself out, Dory. Dory the Groomer. Shout you know, out you can You can uh, find me media. on social media on Instagram at Dory the Groomer. Um, Facebook, Dory the Groomer Purnell. Um, I don't really do the Twitter thing, but I'm on there being nosy every once in a while. But, <laughs> you know, Hit me up. If you need services done, if you need to be inspired, let me know. I can tell you my story and give you some encouragement. So, you yeah, know, we'll have we'll have the um the uh, links and his name to his social media um mm-hmm. on the episode. And y'all make sure you want get you want get fresh and get jigged up, mm-hmm. man or woman. My man, my man Dorian, he be putting the hey, units. I was on about to say too. if you don't, don't got forget. no hair, I can I can yeah he, can, he do the units too. too. So yeah, yeah. You know, if you got hairline issues. Check out my last post. Tell George to take his head off. Say, nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out of here, man. I shit good, my, nigga, no, my shit good, bro. I just need a cut right now. That's all that is. <laughs>